You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome back to another episode of Ship Talking, WCHL's relationship show, where we talk about all angles of all types of relationships. We've talked a little bit about what dating looks like in a pandemic, and I am excited for what I think is going to be a fun episode because I am here remotely with my friend Jessica and Jason, who has somehow agreed to come on the show and talk to me while on their second real date together. (laughs) Uh, Jess, you are a good friend of mine who I often rope into shenanigans, but Jason, I have never met you. All I know is that you are dating my good friend Jessica and that you are a hell of a sport for coming on the show today. So thank you so much for, for being here. How's it going? It's going pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> it's going pretty good. Yes, how are you doing? I'm great. <laughs> she, did, she did make me a good dinner tonight. You did or didn't? I did. She did. What was the dinner? What's for dinner? Or what was for dinner? They were, um, it was a sun basket. It was like a Thai larb chicken uh, lettuce wrap. You made that, Jess? Yeah. Was it like from scratch or did you do like a HelloFresh? It was sun basket. It's like HelloFresh. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe they'll sponsor us for talking about them. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Sunbasket. <laughs> Anyways, so Jess, you've been on the show a little bit before, but give us a quick background. Who are you? What do you do? What's your What's your dating story? Yeah. So you and I met through the UNC PhD program. I now have said PhD, and I yeah. work in private practice. Um, with children and families. And um, let's see, I've been dating on and off for a really long time. That's a long, long time. I like to hike and in camp and bike and garden. And I'm kind of a food snob. So yeah, that's that's who I am. And I have a really cute dog. (laughs) You do have a cute dog. Um, And Jess, how old are you? 43. 43. All right. Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm 42. I've been a soldier for 25 years. Um, I'm a single dad. And like Jess, I like to hike and work in my yard. And I am a food snob. Um, Perfect. I fully fully admit it. Um, My dating experience is a little less as I'm I'm a widower. So it's been a little less dating than Jess per se. But other than that, you know... That's pretty much me in a nutshell. And Jason, how did Jess convince you to come on a radio show on your second date? She held a knife to my throat. No, she uh, <laughs> nah. she just asked. She just asked me nicely, and you know, I don't. I didn't mind doing anything like this for. Her. You know, I kind of into her, so it's kind of it's kind of a good thing. It'd be pretty be, be a bad move on my part. Like, no, we're not going to do that. So. No, I think you're a very bold and it speaks a lot to your character for agreeing to do this. So thanks. Um, we talk a, a little bit about, well, we haven't talked too much about dating on the show, actually. So give us give us a little rundown of how you met. You met on Hinge. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, we met on Hinge. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about 
you two from, from match to where you are now? So, um, we matched, he sent me a message that was like, I said something like what my mantra is, which is like, be kind, respectful, stick to your values and be authentic and be open and honest. And he said, um, I couldn't have said it better myself. Hello, I'm Jason. How are you? I hope your day turns out to be good. And so I wrote back something like, intro, Jason, nice, smooth intro. (laughs) Yeah. And I, um, I don't know. I, I, I think initially like I was like interested and then, and then, you know, I figured out how far away he lived. He lived in Greensboro. He lives in Greensboro and I live in Durham. And then, um, and he's in the army and there's just like so many different things that I was like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. So I kind of like fell off a little bit and, (laughs) but he kept, he was there. He like, he like stuck it out the whole time. He like messaged me and then I would, then I would message him back and then I would, you know, and then, but like, it would take me forever to message him back. And it'd be at nine o'clock at night with like, Hey, I've had a real long day. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really tired. Maybe we can talk tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. Fine. And then I think we, was, we went like that for a while. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm busy working at protests and riots. And I just kind of let it slide off. And then I checked it one day and she sent this message like, hey, I'm so sorry. I really apologize. And I came back with, that's okay. No problem. I'm busy too. And then I gave her my number and we started texting off, off of the app itself. Oh, and I wanted to say that the reason for me changing my tune was I was like, wow, you're at the protest. I'm wondering, that's a big setup for you guys. I'm wondering, you know, how you feel about that. And he was like, oh, I don't like it at all. Like, I think that it's against our constitutional right for me, for the military to be there. And I was like, oh, we can talk now. (laughs) So that's So, okay. So by being at the protest, you were working at the protests. Yes. I was like, well, it was, it was, Protests and just other training for other things in general. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, political views aside, you know, there's, there, there are certain things, but yeah, this is a, this is a show about politics, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. basically what I said to her. So kind of glad that I did because if not, she would have talked to me. So Jess, you <laughs> made, it sounds like you made some just early assumptions, right? She did. She did. <laughs> I did. You know what? As a psychologist, I should know better. No, I, I, it, it happens. That's all. I mean, we're basing our judgments of people off, off of nothing. And that's why, that's why you have to be, I think, strategic about these, these dating apps and be open and, and glad she won you over eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it went from, from texting to FaceTime, right? Because in a pandemic, you have to be selective about who you meet up with. Right. Right. Absolutely. And actually I was planning on going to New York to visit my family. So I had kind of like gone strictly to FaceTime and then only hang out with my friends who I knew were being really safe. Um, like by, you know what I mean? Just by being outside with them. So we went to FaceTime. Okay. And I, I, Jason, I think I heard you talking earlier briefly about FaceTime and how Jess was the longest person you had ever FaceTimed with. Was yeah, right? five, and a half, five and a half hours. Five and a half hours on your first FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. And then I met wow. up with you and, and Lindsay, our friend Lindsay, at the Museum Art Park afterwards, and we talked about it briefly. And you were like, oh, if you're going to go on a date, maybe I can interview you guys. 
<laughs> that's how we're here. <laughs> and here we are. I'm going to take a, a quick pause, but we'll come back in a few minutes. And I want to hear a little bit more about that five-hour FaceTime and what it led to. So thanks so much for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon, joined again with Jessica and Jason. Hello, friends. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. So we were talking at the end of the last segment about the kind of progression of of you two dating and we ended it on a five hour FaceTime. And so we moved from the texting phase to the FaceTime phase. And my question is how has dating looked in a pandemic? Like I, I know there's so many things that you have to think about now that you didn't have to think about earlier. Like, is this, is this someone that I'm willing to sacrifice my safety, you know, meeting up with, like, I don't, I'm interested in kind of both of your thought processes regarding your decision to actually move from virtual dating to real dating. Okay. So I um, was going, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I was supposed to go to New York this, this week. And so I was really, really careful about when I meet people out, A, I want to, I like to talk to people on the phone first or video first before meeting them out because I want to make sure that there's like something there and also meeting them outside in a place where it's not confined was really important to me. And the reason why I was really trying to be careful this, this last couple of weeks is because I was going to visit my parents who are in their seventies. And subsequently I did not go because of governor Cuomo's request. But what's, what was important to me is that people are practicing mask wearing, are taking this seriously, um, understand the ramifications of it. That was what was really important to me when when I meet people and talk to them about it. I'm going to pass this over to Jason now. Well, so for me, I think I'm a little bit more cavalier than <laughs> Jess on this, but I also, I, also have, I also haven't done a lot of dating. You know, the fact that I'm a widower, I kind of fell into a relationship shortly after, not shortly after, but after my wife passed. Um, and that just happened. I circumstance. It wasn't, it wasn't an app or anything. It just, it just happened. And then after that, yeah, I was like, all right, let me start looking. Let me see what these apps are like. And actually, Jess was actually one of the first people I saw actually on there. Oh, yeah, I got lucky. So we'll say, (laughs) but when it came to like meeting her, you know, we had texted back and forth. And then, like I said, the first night we had a five and a half hour, um, FaceTime. And then we had pretty long ones even after that. And so we kept talking. We, we, I could tell from the way she was talking. One, I knew she was going to New York. So I knew she was kind of keeping herself away from people and practicing, you know, wearing a mask and social distancing because she didn't want to take a chance of getting it and not, go to, not be able to go to New York. So when she let me know that, hey, I'm not going to go to New York, I was like, well, I guess we don't have to wait till July 9th at Juju's to go get dinner. <laughs> oh my so gosh, you planned, you planned a future date? Well, we did. Yeah. Cause she was going to go to New York. So I was like, okay, you know, you go to New York, you see your family. Cause I, we had talked about C before that, but I had told her, I was like, I don't want to take a chance because I know I'm okay, but on the on the slight low percentage chance that I end up giving you COVID, 
I don't want to be that guy that, you know, gave you COVID and then you went to New York. So we both just agreed that was that let her go to New York. And then when she got back, we'd go to dinner right afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so we picked a date. We picked a restaurant. Cause I had open air, you know, we had met everything. And then she's like, Hey, I'm not going to go to New York. And I was like, well, I guess we're going out sooner rather than later, aren't we? And she's like, yeah, I think we are. Yeah. This was also after like, I don't know, like FaceTiming every single yeah. night and also throughout the day, if I had like a break, he'd FaceTime me. So yeah. Don't let the army know that. Though. No, don't let the army know. Well, we just did. Exactly. Yeah, I know who I am. <laughs> Can you tell us about your first date? That's yours. No, that's me. Yeah. So we, both of us were like, I don't know if you really meant this, but he FaceTimed me the day before and he was like, I'm a little nervous. Like, what if we don't have chemistry and we've been talking all this time? And I was like, I'm pretty sure we're going to have chemistry. And so we did. Um, I, he came to the door and we hugged and then I was like, I have to, I have to run some errands. So we ran, we went to the mall and I had to go pick up some things. And then we went to the park and walked around and it was really sweet. We were, um, Walking up the hill, I don't remember the structure, but it was like where we were taking pictures with, by the berries and there's like that iron, cast iron kind of thing up in the air. And he like held my, grabbed my hand and it was really hot. It was like 90 degrees. And so I was so sweaty and it felt like middle school. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst. My hand is sweating so much in his hand. And I was like fighting the urge to wipe my hands off on my pants. Oh, <laughs> you got nervous. And I was telling him about it too. And he was like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And I was like, okay, I'm just saying that it brings back these weird, like shameful memories from middle school, (laughs) sweaty palms. (laughs) So yeah, so that happened. And um, then we- Then we went to, well, then we went to go get get stuff so I can make you dinner. Yeah. And just like, oh, let's go to Wegmans, (laughs) which was a whole new experience for me because I'd never been there. So here we were- at Wegmans getting, you know, getting food to make dinner that night. But we were both like, can we get out of here real quick? Because there was a lot of people in there. It was not okay. wearing masks. I was like, we just want to get out of here. So we got this up and went home and I made her dinner. And then we sat and talked to her neighbors for a little bit, socially distanced, safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my neighbors had their Saturday, you know, quarantine happy hour in the cul-de-sac. So we all sat around and talked. And um, I will say one thing with – Going back to when I was a younger man and dating, you know, first date, you, you picked her up, you took her to a nice restaurant, you tried to blow a lot of money, you wanted to th- try to impress her. <laughs> but I think nowadays with the situation with COVID, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to restaurants because we didn't. I think, to be honest, you get to know the person a lot more on that first date by doing something like an outdoor activity where there's nothing else really going on where you just talk. And then if, if you're comfortable enough making dinner for each other. And then from there, because, you know, you don't, you don't have the outside experience or the outside distractions of a waiter and waitress and other diners and just other things, you know, like a dinner and a movie, that's not really a first date. I, I really feel that, you know, what we did is a proper first date at any time, but even more appropriate nowadays. Well, that makes sense because you have to be so much more thoughtful and creative, right? And there's so much more opportunity cost, I I imagine, also, like you can't just match with someone and, and meet them the next day. Like you have to to think about it more now, right? Absolutely. And you have to hope they don't blow you off for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know, it's interesting because in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like really fiercely afraid of meeting people. And like, you know, I'd gone on dates with people who I really was excited to meet. And then when I met them in person, 
I just felt like so conflicted about getting close physically to anybody. And so it was really refreshing because I was, I was thinking like, maybe it's the pandemic that's like making me feel disgusted about getting physically close to anyone. But it was really nice when I met Jason to be like, oh no, that's not it at all. (laughs) Like, you know, well, I want to, I want to like hug him and, you know, kiss him and stuff like that. I just said that. That's a, I love the idea of the North Carolina art walk as like an appropriate first date right now. And what other ideas do y'all have for pandemic dates? You said restaurants with outdoor areas. Do you have anything other, any other ones up your sleeve? You know, kayaking, you can rent kayaks and go separate kayaks and oh, be on true. the water together. Um, hiking. You know, I have had, it's probably not that safe, but, you know, I'm trying to screen people. I've had people out my back deck, meet at a park. I've done that. Bike rides. Do a picnic in the park. I did have a picnic in the park. Well, we thought we'd doing that too. We did. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. He kept, he kept sending me pictures of his hot tub in his backyard. He's like, there's an oasis back here. You can always come here. (laughs) You stick me me home for two months. I'm going to, I'm going to build something. Yeah. 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 That's like major, major prop points for having a hot tub. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, can you just get like an ice pool now? Cause it's really hot. (laughs) Cool. I'm going to pause y'all again and we'll be back in a couple minutes to ship talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I'm your host, Sharon, joined by Jason and Jess, who were on their second date together. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here, y'all. You still doing okay? You still liking each other? Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Jason, I wanted to spend the last couple of minutes talking to you just because I think I think you have an interesting story and one that we haven't talked about yet on this show. You are a widower. I know you lost your wife back in October. And so I'm interesting I'm interested in just hearing some of your experiences since then pursuing relationships. And yeah, I think that's my question. Like what have things looked like for you since then? Well, to be honest, the first relationship I was in after uh, after my wife passed, I really had I really wasn't looking for a relationship. It just kind of happened. We met, you know, innocently. Neither of us were really looking for a relationship. She was divorced, and it really had no. It was the, the original comments have no had no connotation towards like a relationship. It was just saying like, "Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice." And then we just started talking, and it just kind of went from there. And then out of the blue, it was just kind of like, Hey, let's keep talking. And then eventually we said, you know what, let's, let's meet. Cause if we don't meet, we're never going to meet. And so we, we met, we, uh, we met at lunch. Sorry. This was a, just a person you were connected to through social media. Um, yeah, kind of, sorry. it was, she was a friend of a friend actually. Gotcha. Um, so like I, I had no clue who she was. And so we, um, we, like, so we went out at lunch cause both of us are professionals. So we went out at lunch and we were like, wow, we really liked each other. And then we went, had to take care of some stuff on our personal size on both of us. And then we started dating and everything was going really good. Like we got along really well. And then we both made the decision to let our kids meet each other, you know, because we kind of, you know, we'll let this is going this way. And we did. And to be honest, the, the woman's an amazing woman. 
Um, she, she is, she's, she is just an amazing woman, but she's just not, she just wasn't right for me and I wasn't right for her. And, and, th- and that's okay. That's how it's going to be. You know, if, if everybody you dated, you were supposed to be with, it'd be called marrying, not dating. So, <laughs> you know, we, we made the decision to, to break up. I don't want to say uncouple cause I think that's a horrible description, <laughs> but we decided, you know, just stop seeing each other and, and that's okay. And then after that, it was about, I don't know, maybe a week or two later, I was like, you know what? Let me let me look at some of these apps. Let me see how these go. And so I downloaded Hinge because somebody told me, hey, stay off Tinder. It's just for hookups. Get on Hinge. And so I was like, okay. I downloaded it. And Jess's picture was actually one of the first ones that came up. And I swiped right. And shortly thereafter, she must have swiped right. And to be honest, at first, I thought she lived in Charlotte. And it's funny that she makes the comment about the distance because I was like, man, she lives in Charlotte. I was like, possible. I was like, that's an hour and a half. I was like, ugh. It's like, well... Let me just talk to her anyways. And then you've already heard the rest before then. But, you know, I guess the, the best thing I can tell you is about as being a widower is it's just very interesting. It's very different because I went basically 20, 25 years almost in between dates, you know, and wow. a lot has changed in between those 25 years. <laughs> so. And and so it, I've heard people's stories where they have – just kind of decided they were ready to start dating again, just kind of went through the grieving process, um, went through kind of the, I don't know, like the, that period of grief that, that follows. It sounds like for you, it wasn't kind of like a conscious decision or anything. You just kind of started. Am I right? Yeah. Um, so my wife had been sick for 10 years. So I probably had started the grieving process before that. And like I said, when, when I met, the woman before Jess, I wasn't looking for it. It just kind of happened, you know? Um, but it was after that, I was like, you know what? I really like having someone. I like having another adult around, somebody that I can go have dinner with, somebody I can do things for, somebody I can tell them that I miss them and I can be with, you know, like, like I, I missed that. Um, and so I was like, you know what? It, I'm pro- let, let's, let's see, you know, who, who knows what will happen. But at the time, you know, even now too, but yeah, <laughs> that came out wrong. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, like I said, it wasn't a conscious decision. It just happened. But after that first relationship, I was like, I like being with somebody. Let me let me look into this. Because at that point, the pandemic was on as well. I can't just like go meet somebody somewhere. So. Right. Is that something you said your wife was, was sick for a long time? Was that something you talked about with her? Um, yes and no. And, you know, that's that might be a little bit that's a little bit more of a personal thing I really want to get into right now. Sure, yeah. We we had had the discussion and it, and it had changed over the time, you know, um, because you kind of the person who is sick has a thought and then it's going to change that goes on. And same with me, too. So, you know, that's that's a yeah, that sounds like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have to get in that. I, I appreciate you so much sharing what you've shared with me. I know um, I know that's tough and I, I'm just grateful you came on today. So thank you. Um, what's next for you two? Any third dates lined um, up? Um, have we not talked about how long this one goes. <laughs> it depends on how long this one goes. Okay. Well, we are uh, actually very lot of time. I'm over time right now. So I'll cut it off, but thank you so much for joining us. I enjoyed talking to you and we hope you tune in next week to ship talking on 97, nine, the hill. 
You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. 